1-855-821-5900 is the number. Get a hold of Lior anytime. It is help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't used it yet, I'm sure you have because over half a million people have done so. Severancepaycalculator.com. More details on that uh, amazing tool in just a little while. But first, uh, Lior, we always get to a segment we call The Week That Was. What has been happening in your world? Well, you know, what's been happening in my world, John, which is kind of what happens every week, is I get to speak to a lot of people and and it's a privilege. It really is a, pri- a privilege to speak to so many people and try to find out, to find a solution to their workplace problems. People don't call me because things are going great and that's just to tell me how good things are. They call me because they're facing a problem and they need some help resolving it. And that's what I do and, and it's, it's terrific and I enjoy it. And I always say that there's no problem without a solution. So if you're listening right now and you're, you're dealing with a workplace problem, well, first thing you want to do is Listen to the show because we may well touch on some of the problems that you're facing and hopefully you'll learn what the solution is just by listening to us here today. But beyond that, if you want to talk about your specific situation, call me. Let's talk about that. Uh, let's sit down and go over it and, and see how we can resolve your workplace problem. We're going to give you my contact information so many times throughout uh, this show, so there's no excuse not to reach out. And in terms of uh, the week that was, John, a couple situations that came across my desk mm-hmm. just over the past few days where I think that some of our uh, listeners may be able to identify with these scenarios. Uh, first situation, John, I'm going to talk to you about involved a gentleman who uh, was a salaried employee. He's a salaried employee for two years. Uh, and because he was a salaried employee, his employer made it clear right on day one when he started that he doesn't get overtime. You know, you get a salary and it's kind of an all-inclusive type of a thing. <laughs> and regardless of how many hours you work, you do not get overtime. So uh, except, guess what, John? He did work overtime and he often worked 50, 55-hour weeks uh, very, very frequently, but he still got paid the same salary. And he asked about overtime. And in fact, he actually went on the Ministry of Labor website and he realized, wait a second, I am owed overtime for hours over 44. And when he approached his employer uh, with that, his employer got extremely defensive about it. And when he pushed more, he ended up being let go. Yep. said, you're clearly not a, a team player. Uh, you're, you're, you're not someone that fits in well here. And they let him go. And that's when he called me. And he wanted to know, well, can they let me go? Am I owed overtime? What gives here? I was just trying to enforce my rights. I wasn't trying to be a jerk about it. I just wanted to get what I'm owed. Well, first of all, John, yeah, he was absolutely right. He was owed overtime. The reason for that is whether you're on a salary or an hourly rate, uh, rate, you get paid overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week. You get time and a half for anything over 44. So if you get a weekly salary, you divide that by 44, you get an hourly rate, time and a half is your overtime nice. rate. That's number one. So he is owed overtime, and in fact, he's owed quite a bit, a few thousand dollars in overtime that he didn't get paid over the past couple of years. But then let's talk about the termination. He wanted his, his, his overtime. He wanted to enforce those rights, and he was let go because of it. That in itself is illegal. Irrespective of severance, it's illegal. You cannot be let go because you enforce those rights. That's what we call a reprisal. You've been punished for pursuing your rights. So not, number one, this company owes him overtime. Easy. Number two, they owe him uh, severance. That's easy. After two years, I assess them as being owed four months of pay. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, because of their conduct, they may owe him additional damages just because they treated him so poor, uh, poorly. So there's a lesson there for employers and employees. 
Number one, overtime has to be paid. Number two, you cannot get punished because you're asking questions or want to enforce those rights. If you get punished, John, that's illegal. one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. I did mention off the top, and I know we're going to refer to it several times because it's a very important uh, tool that uh, people like to use and they should discover. So we'll talk about it now. Severance Pay Calculator. SeverancePayCalculator.com, a tool that I created because I wanted to allow everyone and anyone to find out exactly what they're owed if they lost their job. Probably the most common question that I always got when I uh, was talking to people is, I was I lost my job, I'm looking at a severance letter, what do I get and is my offer fair? Well, to make it easy so people can get that information easily and, and not uh, worry about whether they should call or not, I created severancepaycalculator.com. You go on the website, you answer three questions. The questions are what, how long you've worked, how old mm-hmm. you are, and what type of job you have, and that's it. You are done. It's as easy as that. You find out whether the company's two-month offer is fair or not. Spoiler alert, it's not <sighs> fair. And, of course, you find out exactly what the real number should be. It's very simple. It's free. It's anonymous. It's easy to use. If you're not one of the over 500,000 people that have used it so far, what are you waiting for? Check it out right now. And, of course, if you're talking to your friends, your neighbors, you know they lost your job, tell them to go to severancepaycalculator.com. And there's an employer mode there as well. If you're an employer and you want to do the right thing and not, uh, you know, Leave someone short. Thousands of employers, it, right? John, have used it because they wanted to know what their obligations are. They right. wanted to know whether they're, they're doing the right thing to check themselves. So there's an employer mode. Not only does it provide employers the amount that they owe, but it also gives them some additional tips and advice in terms of how to make sure that the termination is legal, right. how to make sure that they don't get sued for wrongful dismissal. So it's a valuable tool. It's an important tool. And if you haven't used it or if you lost your job and you're not using it, you may end up regretting it later. And the concern is once you do realize you should have used it, at that point it may be too late. Yeah. So check it out now. There's absolutely no charge to it. You want to try to put in a, a visa or a master, you can't do it. There's no charge for it whatsoever. There's also a contact button at the bottom you want to get a hold of Lior. Other than that, there's email. There's help at employmenthour.com. And, of course, the phone number one eight five five eight two one. 5,900. We're going to get into uh, being let go from your job without even realizing it. That is a topic for uh, the remainder of this hour. And some emails as well as we continue with the Employment Hour right here on Global News Radio. 1-855-821-5900. It is help at employmenthour.com. Lior, today we're talking about uh, being let go from your job without even realizing it. You know, in some cases, you can actually consider yourself as being terminated, but you may not even know it yet. Let's talk about some of those situations like that and discuss, uh, you know, why you, I mean, you can't ignore them, right? You, you cannot ignore them because what we're t- going to talk about is the situations where the law considers you to be terminated. The law considers you to be fired, whatever the right. term is that you want to use. So these are not situations where the company comes to you and says, you lost your job, you're out of here. That you're always going to know. You're not going to be able to misinterpret that. But the situations we're going to talk about are situations where you actually are in the same position. And the problem is if you ignore that, If you continue working as if nothing happened, at that point, you may be compromising significant rights and entitlements that you have. So stay tuned for that. It's very important. And I want to cover off the top a topic that we just covered recently on one of our TV shows. By the way, you want to find it on Global TV and CTV as well, employmenthourtv.ca. That is uh, a reason you may be... uh, uh, terminated without even knowing it, you're on a temporary layoff. We love that. That, that. The first one that we put on the list for a reason, because it's a very common one and one that people get confused about very uh, very frequently, is the whole temporary layoff. So the company may say, well, we're not letting you go. We're just putting you on a temporary layoff. The idea is that we're going to call you back at some point. So, so you're still our employee. Well, not so fast. 
The law then intervenes. The law drops in and says, no, you cannot do that. By laying me off temporarily, uh, Mr. Employer, it's as if you just let me go. It's as if you've told me you're out of here. Uh, you don't have a right. An employer does not have a right automatically to lay someone off temporarily, which means if I'm laid off temporarily, I have a right to treat that as a termination and get my severance. The problem, if I don't do that, if I'm going to be uh, the good soldier, so to speak, and come back three, four, six months later when they call me back, is by doing that, I'm giving them the right to do it again in the future. And the second, third, fourth, and fifth time they lay me off temporarily, I may not be able to that's do right. anything. I may be stuck at that point, and that's not a good way to work. So unless, of course, you've been laid off before temporarily and you allow the company to do that, if this is your first layoff, the company does not have a right to do it, and you may be better off to treat that as a termination. Get your full severance right now and move on to a different job then give the company the right to just continuously and forever lay you off again. It is help at employmenthour.com. And of course, 1-855-821-5900 is the phone call. Keep that with you anytime. We're talking about scenarios where uh, you may have been terminated, but not even know it. Next one is your employer changes the terms of your employment, like uh, salary or job duties, maybe work location. Yeah, th- this is, uh, of course, comes down to what we call a constructive dismissal. Hopefully our regular listeners are familiar with that term by now. And that's the idea that by changing the terms of employment, by imposing a, a big, important, significant change, it's as if the company has let you go. That's a termination in the eyes of the law. So again, the company is not saying we're letting you go. The company is not saying pack up your uh, office and get out of here. The company is simply saying, well, we're going to need to reduce your pay by 15% as an example. By doing that, it's as if they told you pack up your office and go. In other words, you have the right to treat it like that. You have the right to say, I'm not going to accept that. And if you're going to do it anyway, employer, that's a constructive dismissal. I'm going to leave with severance. And again, if you don't do that, if you decide to accept the pay reduction, the demotion, the relocation, by doing that, you give the company the right to do it again and again and again. And that's a huge problem that compromises your rights. Now, before you quit, before you say, I'm out of here, call me. I don't want anyone quitting because of a constructive dismissal before they've actually spoken to me first. But remember, a change like that is, in fact, as if the company said, we're letting you go. You have, in some of those cases, be it a location change or, or whatever, you have a, a bit of a window to take it for a spin, maybe try it out, see if it, see if it works better or, or may even be better for you, but you're allowed to do that, right? You can try it out. Absolutely, right. you, you can try it out. Two things I would do if the company's reducing your pay or compensation structure, relocating you, if you're going to try it out before you decide whether this is a mm-hmm. constructive dismissal, two things. Number one, tell the company that's what you're doing. Tell the company, I'm concerned about this change, but I'm going to try it out to see how it impacts me. In writing. In writing, yes. Yeah. Anytime you do something, it's always in writing. Not in writing, doesn't exist. So number one, you tell the company that in writing. Number two is you have you can only do that for a short period of time. So you can try it out for the next year and a half. <laughs> you can try it out for the next few weeks, see how it impacts you, see if it makes sense. You're right. Maybe it is better for you. Maybe you like the new job better than the first one. Right. No problem. But you have a, a small window to try it. Tell the company short period of time, and if you still feel that this is an unacceptable change, that this is something you want to treat as a constructive dismissal, call me. You can also, by the way, go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out what that yeah. severance would be if you treat that as a constructive dismissal, uh, and, and that's probably the better way to proceed. That number, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and severancepaycalculator.com, as Lior just mentioned. Situations where you may be terminated and not even aware of it, uh, you're put on an unpaid, unpaid suspension. Yeah, and a lot of people are going to be surprised, John, to hear this. 
but an unpaid suspension is something that an employer does not have a right to do. And an unpaid suspension is, as we said before, a constructive dismissal in most cases. So a, a paid suspension, generally, if it's reasonable, the company is allowed to implement. But an unpaid suspension, they cannot. They cannot. Even if you've done something wrong, let's be very clear. Uh, even if you know the reason for the discipline is legitimate, right. a company cannot suspend you without paying. If they do, you may have the right and the ability to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Now, the only time the company can do that, number one, is if you sign an employment agreement that gives them the power to do that. That's number one. Or number two, they've done it in the past and you let right. them do it. Again, there's a theme here. There's a recurring theme. If a company is doing something that it's not allowed or supposed to do, if you allow them to do it, then they gain the right to do it. All of a sudden, it's no longer illegal. All of a sudden, it's no longer wrong because you let them do it. It's as if you said, I'm okay with that employer. You can do these wrong things to me. And the employer can say, okay, well, if you say it's fine, then I'm going to do it again and again. So unpaid suspension or all these things we're talking about, you should do something about it. Otherwise, you're going to uh, kick open the door and give your employer powers that it otherwise does not have. Are they not allowed to pay you or not not allowed to pay you because it's almost like you haven't been found guilty yet, so they can't, you know, it's almost punishment before the whore. Is that what it is? is Oftentimes, that that's you? what it is. They can't punish you before they decided that there's something to punish you for. Right. But even if you did do something wrong, they can suspend you with pay. Huh. But generally speaking, our courts have said that the idea of getting paid is so fundamental to our job that you can't right. say to someone you're not going to get paid, okay? And if you do that, that's a constructive dismissal. Take a short break. More scenarios of uh, you being terminated without you even knowing it will enlighten you after a short break. one 821 5900 And again, help at employmenthour.com if you have not used it yet, if only to try it out. Severancepaycalculator.com as well. Lots more Employment Hour is on the way. This is Global News Radio. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. The number help at employmenthour.com is email, and if you haven't used it yet, just check it out. Uh, severancepaycalculator.com as well. Find out what your severance should be, the proper amount. Very simple to use. Takes about thirty seconds to go through it. And again, there's a contact uh, button at the bottom if you want to get a hold of Lior after you've uh, you've done that. We are talking about being let go from your job and you not even knowing about it. We're talking about being put on unpaid suspension temporary layoffs, uh, changes to your job. Uh, the company you work for is being sold is another one. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't understand. I keep saying a lot of people, but that the reality is a lot of people don't understand mm-hmm. that just the act of selling the business, if the business you work for is being sold, that alone triggers a termination. So if you're working for a company, the company is sold, they sold the assets to another company, you're going to have a new employer, you automatically at that point have a right to say, that's it, I'm treating this as a termination and getting my severance. Uh Now, it's important how this works is you don't have to do that. You may be able to say, no, I'm going to continue working with the buyer if you're offered a job. And if you continue working with the buyer, then it's not a termination. They inherit your service, which is fine. But you don't have to. You do not have to accept the job with the buyer. The act of selling the business is a termination. Now we turn our, our, our uh, mind here to the severance issue. Yeah. So do you get severance in that situation? You absolutely do. Now, if there's a reason, a good reason as to why you're not accepting a job with the buyer, then yes, you're getting a full severance. Maybe you're not accepting it because the job would be different. The hours would be different. The compensation, location, whatever it is. If there's a good reason, you get your full severance if you don't accept now, if there's not a good reason, you just decide you don't want to work for the good buyer. Good time to make a change. Good time, maybe go back to school, yeah. go spend more time with the family, whatever it is. Then you still get severance, but you don't get your full severance. You would get your minimum entitlements only. 
But either way, a sale of a business does have does trigger a termination of employment if you want it to be. And last thing I'll say about sale of a business here, if you're, you are interested in continuing to work with the buyer, the company that's bought the business, if they want you to sign an employment agreement, uh-huh. a written document, we'll talk more about that on the, uh, on the TV show coming up, but beyond that, if they want you to sign a document, be very, very careful. One of the things that document could do is say that we're not going to accept or inherit your past service. That's a huge problem. The company, the new company, inherits that service unless you sign a document that says otherwise. So be very, very careful with an employment agreement. In fact, I would say not just be careful. Do not sign one right. without me seeing it first. Call me, email it to me, let me read it, and let me tell you whether you should be worried about it. That uh, TV show, by the way, happens on Saturday and Sundays on CTV and Global TV as well. You can catch uh, our 30-minute show called Employment Hour and 30. But now we are talking more points about uh, being terminated and possibly not even realizing it. Another one is, and this one's super important, your employer won't accommodate your medical restrictions. Yes. So an employer, let's let's kind of break it down. An employer has a duty to accommodate. Uh, and, and that doesn't just apply for medical conditions, but oftentimes... Uh, or the most common situation is when it comes to medical issues. If you have medical restrictions, the company has to provide accommodation. That may mean modified duties, modified hours, allowing you to work from home, whatever it is, they have to do it in most cases. Now, if the company refuses to do that, not only is that a human rights violation, Najani, the company has to, and if they don't do that, that's a human rights violation, it's illegal. The, The refusal to do this is also, again, a constructive dismissal. Because it's such a fundamental right that you have that you would be accommodated if the company won't do that. They said, too bad, we're not going to accommodate you. You can either do your old job the same way or nothing at all. That in itself could be treated as a termination. That in itself allows you to say no, because you, employer, are doing something illegal. You're not doing what you're supposed to. I can treat my employment as being terminated and leave with severance. So again, not the situation where the company is letting you go. They're not handing you, handing you a termination letter. They're not handing you a record of employment. You can treat that as a termination. And in most cases, again, if you're going to work for a company that breaches the human rights code, I really do think you should consider yeah. uh, that being a termination. Get your entitlements, get your human rights damages, and move on to a different job. Any of these points ring true for you, or if you know anybody, a family member, a friend who this may sound familiar, you got to get them to call the or 1-855-821-5900. Again, help. At employmenthour.com, we are talking about ways and situations and scenarios where you may have been terminated already, you don't even know it. Uh, This one, another big one, especially in the current work environment, that is you have to deal with workplace harassment or a poisoned, what you call poisoned work environment. There's an implied term in everyone's employment agreement and the relationship of every employee with their employer. There's this implied term that we're going to work in a supportive and healthy work environment. An employer is expected, even if it's not in writing, an employer is expected to make sure that you're not suffering at work, that you're not being harassed, that you're not being mistreated, that you're not being bullied, okay? Mm -hmm. This is an important term and it's there. The law imposes that obligation. It's automatic. So what happens if, despite what I just said, the company doesn't do that? They allow a poisoned work environment to happen. They allow you to be harassed or bullied. They don't fix the problem. They don't uh, prevent that from happening. Well, because it's such a fundamental thing, that is exactly as if they've said, we are letting you go. They've created a situation that allows or that doesn't allow you to continue working. If the company is creating a situation that doesn't allow you to work or that makes it difficult to work, it's as if they've said, we're letting you go. So being bullied, being harassed, being mistreated, 
If the company doesn't do it, that doesn't do anything about it, allows you to treat that as a termination. It's as if the company lets you go. You can leave with severance. You can say, no, I'm not going to take this and not going to tolerate this because it's such a fundamental right that you have. But again, as I said before, before you do that, before you go to the HR office and, and throw your resignation letter on the table and say, I can't take this harassment. I'm out of here. Call me. Okay, let's do this right. Let's do this smart. Before you resign, always, always call me. one 821 5900 is the number, by the way. Keep it with you. I'll get to one more point here before we uh, we take a break on this. The times you may have been terminated already and not realize it. And finally, it is uh, you're sick or injured and can't return to work. Yes. So if you're now unable to co- go back to work, this is very, very important. This is a bit different than the others uh, we've just talked about. If you've been injured and you can't come back to work, if it's one of those situations that despite everyone's best intentions, you're not going to be working anymore. Uh, it, the injury, the sickness is such that that's it. Your working days for this particular company are over. You may be able to work somewhere else, but not there anymore. That allows you to say, to say even if the company doesn't say that, you can say, I'm going to consider my employment as being terminated. That's a frustration of contract. That's right. the legal term there, frustration of contract. And you can trigger that. If you know you're not coming back to work, if you've been off for a while and the doctor says, no, you're not going to be able to come back to this job. This was a physical job. The only job you'll ever have is uh, sitting in an office, for example. Well, then you can contact your employer and say, I'm not coming back to work. I'm going to consider myself now as being terminated. And because of that, employer, you owe me severance. Now, with the frustration of contract, you don't get your full entitlements. It's very important. You will only get your minimum entitlements. But for some people, that could still be significant amounts. Mm -hmm. So, yes, if you know you can't come back to work because of a medical condition, you you could potentially have the right to treat that as a termination. Put any questions to rest by calling Lior and a member of the team, one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com, and of course, severancepaycalculator.com to find out what your severance should be, the proper amount. Very simple to use, and you can spread the word on that as well. We'll get to uh, some working notice of termination, what that's all about, and your emails as well after a short break. It is the Employment Hour right here, Global News Radio. 1-855-821-5900 is the number. Help at employmenthour.com is the email. We'll get to one from uh, Lisa, as I mentioned, just going into the break a few minutes ago. Short and sweet. My employer has cut my hours in half, Lior. What do I do? Well, you know, that this is very similar to what we were talking about before, about changes to the terms of employment. That's a massive change. Unless Lisa's hours uh, were changed uh, or reduced in half, but her compensation stayed the same, in which case you should consider herself very lucky. And then uh, maybe uh, that employer is hiring. I'll take the job there. Yeah, right. But assuming her compensation has also been reduced, that's a constructive dismissal. Easy. That's not even debatable. If your compensa- compensation is being changed in half, yeah, that's probably the most blatant constructive dismissal there is. So what does she do? Well, in a situation like that, yeah, she could accept it, but why on earth would anyone accept a 50% reduction in salary? That would be nonsense. That's ridiculous. So she could treat that, and she should treat that, I would say, as a constructive dismissal and, and say, that's it. I'm not accepting that employer, and because you've done that, I'm going to leave, and you owe me my severance. Based on her age, her position, and length of employment, she's going to be owed a certain amount of severance. So even though, again, the company is not saying, hey, we're letting you go. The only thing the company is saying is we're reducing your compensation. We're reducing your hours. She can say that. She can say I've been terminated. She can treat that as a termination. And frankly, with a change like that, she absolutely should. Yeah. Help at employmenthour.com, by the way, is that email address that Lisa used. You can use it anytime as well. There's uh, generally, generally speaking, two different ways that uh, people can get their, uh, their severance or termination. There's the money. 
and get the money after what is that. Of course, you go to severancepaycalculator.com to figure that out. There's also this term called working notice of termination. What is it? So working notice of termination, as the name suggests, is a situation where the company is not letting you go immediately. They're not coming to you and saying, John, today's your last day, pack up your stuff and leave. The company gives you advance notice of the termination of your employment. So John, I'm telling you today that six months from now is gonna be your last day. So six months from now, whatever the date is, you're gonna be gone until then, you're gonna continue working. So we wanna talk about what that means, can they do that, and, and what does that mean to employees? So working notice, as the name suggests, you're gonna continue working for a period of time instead of being let go immediately. How common is it? So it's not that common, actually. Uh, I, I would say that out of every you know 10 terminations that I say, nine are kind of the traditional severance, and only one out of 10 uh, is the notice. And the reason for that probably is, uh, you know, employers are concerned often, for good reason, is, if I tell you that you're not going to be working here, are you going to continue doing a good job? Yeah. Are you going to be slacking off? Are you going to try to take my customers or my clients? Are you going to be uh, creating problems with other employees? Oftentimes, those are the concerns. So employers generally, if they decide they're going to let someone go, they let the person Clean break. go. Clean break for yeah. everyone. And I think employees prefer that as well in most cases. So I don't see working notice that often, but it does happen. And, and when it happens, oftentimes questions arise. So that's what we want to address. One of those questions I know you get uh, fairly regularly through email and when people call as well uh, is, does it count towards my severance? And that is the key here. Literally is where the money is, so to yeah. speak. And that is this. When you get working notice, that notice period counts towards your severance. So let's say you go to severancepaycalculator.com and you find out, okay, if the company lets me go, they owe me 12 months severance, as an example. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the ways the company can meet that 12-month obligation is by giving you 12 months notice. So they can say, employee, I'm giving you 12 months notice that you're being let go. So 12 months from now, you're out of here, no job. Now, assuming that period of time is correct, 12 months in this example, then they don't owe you severance. If they had given you four months notice, then that four months would have counted and they would have only owed you the difference, eight months on the back end. Right. So a lot of employees are get upset at that, and I understand, but a company can actually avoid paying severance by providing sufficient advance notice of termination an employee would always prefer to get severance. Mm-hmm. I would also rather get paid and not have to go to work every yeah. day. But an employer does not have to do that. An employer can provide advance notice instead of severance. Like you said, some of the risks are you might have a, you know, a lazy employee for the next 12 months or not. Yeah, you, know? you may have a lazy employee. You may have uh, an employee that is more than lazy. Maybe he'll start bad-mouthing you to other employees. Uh, so there could be a lot of problems, which is why employers generally don't like it. Certainly, they don't like giving a lot of notice. Yeah. So it's one thing to say, I'm going to give you a couple of weeks, etc., but rather than to say, I'm going to give you 12 months, yeah, employers often are, are weary of that. What's the most you've ever seen? I actually saw two years. So there's, <laughs> there's an employee that was owed two years severance, and they got two years notice. No kidding. Yeah, and, and that was an unhappy When your employee. newborn's ready for college, we're all done. <laughs> That's a Can long you, time. Well, you know, if I really want to uh, be smart here, if I hire a new employee... I could just give them 10 years no notice of termination. Yeah. And if I want to do it in advance, then I could do it in advance. Wow. And then I never have to pay severance. Uh, not, not Employers, if you're listening, not a good idea. No, but not at all. Hypothetically, yeah. We're talking uh, notice of termination, the term, instead of money, they give you more time to work. Uh, what happens if the employer now hears it and goes, oh, man, I got to hang out here for a year. I don't want to keep working here. Yeah, and 
that is usually the question that I get from an employee if they got noticed. I, I don't want to work here. I, I want to leave. I just want to get my severance. Can I leave and get my severance? So unfortunately, John, the answer is if you leave, if you leave while you're on notice, before your last day of employment, then you're considered to have resigned. Yeah, no good. Very important. It's no good, which means if you've resigned, you don't get any severance. So if I give you three months notice of uh, the termination of your employment, then you say, well, forget that, Leroy, I'm out of here. By doing that, that means you've, you've walked away from your rights, you've walked away from severance. So even if you've gotten notice, uh, and, and the reason why you're going to be leaving ultimately is because the company said so. You didn't make that decision. If you leave before the last day, no severance is going to be owing. Can you go to your employer and say, you know what, I know you're giving me a year. How about I work for six and you give me six? Yeah. Or it's exactly, and that's what I ultimately propose. Right. Let's talk to the employer. You may even say, give them a better deal even. So employer, I know you said 12 months, you're going to give me notice. How about I work for six and then you pay me for three? Right. So that's still, the employee may think it's better than having to work for 12 months. Something to, like that, a deal like that could be actually arranged and struck. Uh, and, and one thing I, I want to say, the flip end of that, and I've seen this happen. So let's say you got notice, and oftentimes people, if they know that they're going to be uh, working and they're going to be terminated, mm -hmm. it can impact them. It could be stress. It could be anxiety. And I had people that couldn't do it, so they had to go off on a medical leave. The time that you're spent on a medical leave does not count towards the notice. Uh. You can't be given notice when you're not physically at work. So that may be one way if you're sick, you can't work if your doctor backs you up to avoid that notice and get severance instead is if you're sick, if you wow. can't work, uh, it's one way to do it. We'll talk about more notice of termination, some emails as well, one 821 5900 is the number and it is help at employmenthour.com. It's the Employment Hour, it's right here, Global News Radio. 1-855-821-5900 is the number to get a hold of Lior and the team. It is help at employmenthour.com. If you have not tried it yet, even for interest's sake, and want to find out what your severance should be, the proper amount, the proper number, it is severancepaycalculator.com. We're going to get back into a notice of termination and what that all means. First, an email. Phil writes in, says, I was hired because the employee that held the position before me went on disability. After two years, this other employee is coming back to work, and my employer is telling me that my only choice is to relocate uh, from one and a half hours away from where I am. What do I do? Well, that may be the only choice in terms of staying with the company. Right. Uh, if the company legitimately doesn't have another job and they choose to let this person go, uh, they can do that. But, but what's important to understand is that there's another choice. I mean, it doesn't involve staying with the company. It involves leaving with severance. So if the company says, well, the only job we have for you is an hour and a half away, well, he can say no, absolutely not. He doesn't have to accept an hour and a half job away, and he can treat that as a termination and get his severance. So I would simply tell the company, no, I'm not going to accept an hour and a half job away. So either I stay here or if you want to terminate me, fine, pay me my severance, but that's what it comes down to. The company can't say, well, you have to go an hour and a half. An hour and a half away is a huge change. It's a big deal. So yeah, can they do this even though he's done nothing wrong? Mm -hmm. Yes. Remember the general rule, the company can let the person go generally for any reason and at any time as long as severance is paid. But he absolutely, John, does not have to accept this uh, relocation an hour and a half away. Talk a little more about notice of termination. We are told you're being let go, but you're going to work out your uh, days, weeks, and months as opposed to getting severance. Does the employer have an, uh, sometimes or is there a scenario where they have to pay additional severance at the end of a notice period? Yes, and, and that all comes down to whether or not they gave sufficient notice to begin right. with. In my experience, in most cases, when the employer does give advance notice, in other words, that where that eats into the severance, 
the amount of notice is still inadequate, which means the company has to make up the difference by paying severance. So again, if you're, you go to severancepaycalculator.com or you call me and you find out that you're owed 12 months, the company gives you seven months of notice. Well, they still owe you that five months on the back end. Right. So in many right. cases, I'm gonna say most cases, when I see working notice situations, the company still owes that severance at the end. Now, remember what I said before, you only get that severance at the end if you stay till the end. Mm -hmm. If you leave before then, sure, you're allowed to do that, but you're not gonna get severance, that's very important. So if an, a great job comes, out, comes uh, up in the meantime while you're working there, sure, you can accept it and that's fine, but you do that understanding that you're gonna lose right. that severance and that's okay. I mean, you may decide that a, a new job is more important than severance but the company would have to make up any shortfall by paying you severance, but only at the end of that notice period. Is there a, a rule of thumb or how much notice should an employee be getting? And so the amount of notice is exactly the same as the amount of severance and it's calculated in the same way. So you, it's based on your age, your position, length of employment. The longer you work, the older you are and the more senior a position, the more notice and or severance you are owed. So. You call me to find out what that is. You go to severancepaycalculator.com. So when you use the severance pay calculator, the number that you get at the end applies to both notice and severance. Right. Let's be very, very clear. So if you got less notice than what the calculator shows you, then you owe the difference. If, you're, uh, if you didn't get enough notice, that's what happens. And again, if you quit before then, unfortunately, you're not going to get it. one 821 help at employmenthour.com. And as uh, we've mentioned several times during the show and made reference to it and used it, is severancepaycalculator.com as well. So can the employer change the terms of employment during the notice period? So you're on notice now, you know you're leaving, all of a sudden they want to make some changes. So the rules don't change during the notice period. What I mean by that is the general rule, we've talked about this before on the show and then on other shows, is that an employer cannot change the terms of employment in a significant way. They can't reduce your pay, they can't reduce your job duties, they can't relocate you, etc. The same thing applies during the notice period. Mm. It's status quo. So your employer cannot say, well, I'm giving you notice, John, six months, whatever it is of the termination, and during that time, I'm going to pay you less. Right. Can't do that. That's a constructive dismissal. So if the company does do that, as with any constructive dismissal, you can treat that as a termination and get your severance right there and then and not have to stay with these, uh, with these changes. So no, they cannot change the terms of your employment. They cannot make the job different. They also can't harass you, mistreat you, bully you. All the same rules it's apply. It's all status quo. Status quo. The, yep. the, the laws, uh, the employment laws, the employment rights and protections apply to you the same whether you're working regularly or working during a working notice period of termination. I'll flip it over to the employee now. Uh, can they be terminated for cause during that notice period? Yes. So again, because it's status quo, uh, an, an employee is expected to still do his or her job. And if the employee does something terrible, something uh, that would rise to the level of cause, then yeah, they can be terminated for cause because it's status quo. But again, I can't talk about cause without mentioning how difficult it actually is to terminate an employee for cause. Always difficult, not yeah. just during the notice period, always, always, always. And most people that talk to me when they are supposedly being terminated for cause, it's not even close to being caused, John, not even, not even close at all. You may have done something wrong, you may have done even a few things wrong, but that's not the question. The question is, is it bad enough to be caused? Is it deserving of the death penalty? Or is, it, uh, is there a lesser penalty that would be appropriate? So, so remember, the same thing applies always, regular work or during the working notice. If you've been let go supposedly for cause, the first thing you do, uh, you call me. 
because chances are you're owed full severance that yeah. you're not going to be let go for cause. Again, if you stole from the company, can't help you. Sorry, you're going to be let go without severance. But unless you've done something terrible, you're owed severance. I want to get to one more email, and I think we'll touch on uh, working through an employment agency or temp agency because people have these questions. It's a bit of a gray area in that regard. Uh, 1-855-821-5900, the number, help at employmenthour.com. And we keep mentioning it, the place you want to go. Find out what severance should be, the proper number, the full amount, severancepaycalculator.com. Still a few minutes to go as we take a, a short break here. Employment Hour, Global News Radio. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is that number to keep with you. Help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't caught it, we do the uh, weekend show, Employment Hour and 30, on Global TV and CTV as well on your weekend uh, weekend mornings. I want to get to an email from Tally here. She says, I'm supposed to return to work from a maternity leave in a couple months. My employer just called and told me that they don't have a job for me and my employment will terminate. Ooh, that's not good. She says, is this legal? Well, you know, it's, it's always, uh, always makes me shake my head because employers get this wrong and I don't know why because it's not complicated. So number one, let, let's ask ourselves why is the employment being terminated, okay? Because if, if it's a legitimate termination, that's one thing. But if it's not, if it's tied in any way, shape or form to the maternity leave, to the fact that she had the audacity to be <sighs> off work. And have a baby. And have a baby. How dare you be a mother? Oh, yeah, how dare you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, that's obviously illegal. You cannot do that. And I cannot, uh, I can't overemphasize this enough. You can't do that. It's illegal. So I'd want to know what actually happened here. But beyond that, she said she's not coming back to work for a couple of months. So how can the company know today that it's not going to have a job for her in a few months? Right. You know, maybe let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that today they don't have a job for her. But they don't have a crystal ball. They don't have a time machine. Doc Brown didn't visit them. So how would they know? that they're not going to have a job for them in a few months or for her in a few months because their obligation is to take her back and they cannot assess or evaluate their ability to comply with that obligation until it's time to go back to work. So just by virtue of jumping the gun and letting her go so early into her madly before she's coming back, that could be a violation of the Employment Standards Act. It could potentially also be a human rights violation, right. a wrongful dismissal. So, no, they can't do that. And Talia should really give me a call. As it's a big bowl of wrong, as we always say. It's wrong, and, yeah. and it's not complicated, but yeah, I guess we still got to talk about it. Yeah. one 821 5900 is that number one to talk about this. And a lot of people listening are either hired through or have been uh, hired through an employment agency or temp agency. So if an employee is hired through a placement agency... Is the agency now their employer or who's who's responsible? Yeah, and, and this there's a lot of gray area here, but here's what this comes down to. First of all, don't assume that just because you were hired to work for a company through an agency that the company is not the employer, that the agency is. If you're taking directions from the company and you're working in their offices oh. under their supervision with their people, you're probably their employee. Even though they don't sign your paychecks, even though your written agreement is not with them, it's with the agency. Again, substance over form. If you go work somewhere, if you're there all the time, uh, if you're uh, taking directions from someone there, you're an employee of that company and not of the agency. So again, substance over form. Can a person have more than one employer with respect to the same job? Yes. With respect to your legal obligations, severance and other obligations, more than one company can be responsible. And we see this often when it comes to uh, agencies. I may work for uh, a company, let's say I work for company X, but I'm contracted to, the, uh, to a placement agency. Well, both company X and the placement agency may be liable to me, may have responsibility towards me as an employee. Uh, and that's done to protect the employee, to make sure that the employee is fully covered. So yes, you may have in the eyes of the law more than one employer. 
So if one company, let's say, goes under, the other company that's responsible mm. for you may still be o- owing to you or owe you certain uh, responsibilities. So severance can sometimes come from both or one. Right, right. It's what we call joint and several, that two companies would have an obligation to meet that, that uh, severance obligation somehow. Wow. So uh, and again, that's done to protect the employee because what we don't want to do is we don't want to allow companies to, structures, to structure their affairs in a way that defeats the employee rights. Right. one 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. A few minutes ago here, we are talking about working through or for a temp agency. Um, what if no taxes are deducted and the person is considered, we've talked about this all the time, an independent contractor for that reason? Oftentimes, you know, working through an agency, oftentimes I see goes together with, so to speak, being called an independent contractor. Right. And so if someone, you know, gets doesn't get taxes withheld, uh, they pay their own taxes, and they think, well, I'm an independent contractor. Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. It doesn't work that way. If you have a job, ask yourself this, do I have a job? If the answer is yes, I have a job, then you are an employee. Ask yourself a different question. Are you in business for yourself? If the answer is yes, you're an independent contractor. If the answer is no, you are an employee. So it doesn't matter what the agreement you may have signed, either with the company or with an agency says, it matters what you actually do. If you go to work for someone, if you work for them exclusively, if you're working most of the time for them, then you are an employee. It doesn't matter what you call yourself, who pays your taxes, doesn't matter what you signed, you're an employee, John. What about those companies that do hire employees through a placement agency? What can they do to protect themselves? Well, you know, what you want to, first of all, what you want to do is uh, if you're going to have someone working for you and only for you in your offices, then Understand that you're inheriting obligations. Understand that you're inheriting an employee and you can't hide behind the agency by avoiding responsibilities. So have a so if you if you see that, that that arrangement goes on more than a week or two, just hire the person directly. Okay? Uh, avoid this whole conflict. Or at the very least, have an agreement with the agency that says that, hey, if we are ever on the hook for any obligations to the employee, you, agency, are going to take over those obligations. But what I don't want companies to do is to just close their eyes to this issue and say, well, we didn't hire them directly. They're coming here through a placement agency, so we don't have any responsibilities. I've seen companies for years having someone work in their offices but supposedly hired through an agency and they just assume that they don't have an employee and then one day they get a letter from me and they say, holy cow, except a different word instead of cow, and they realize, wow, that's a big problem. We've now uh, inherited all these uh, responsibilities, obligations that we didn't know we had you gotta think about these things. And give you a call before they do that, right? Because that could be be huge, detrimental. Employers or employees, call me in those situations. Again, it doesn't, it's not as simple as saying, you're not our employer, someone else's employee. Because why? Because the law decides that. You don't get to decide if you have an employee. The law is gonna make that decision for you. So if the, the law if the law is going to decide you have an employee, be prepared for it. Don't turn a blind eye to it. That's just an invitation for significant exposure. Done for another show. You want to contact Lior and ask more questions, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmenthour.com and use it, use it, use it, if only to try it and see how it works, severancepaycalculator.com. Find out what your severance should be, the full amount. There's a contact button at the bottom, and it is absolutely free. Can't pay for it if you wanted to. It's an absolutely free app. Over half a million people have... Uh, had their eyes open through the severance pay calculator. Till next time, Employment Hour, right here, Global News Radio.